0: A lot of people say they have a hard time finding good talent in their cities, in small cities and big cities. That is a huge problem. On today's show, we're gonna show you how you can actually have people lined up to audition instead of desperately trying to find people, all on today's podcast. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big, and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops shops, and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is The Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. So here's the thing, I think so many people get caught up in this idea of like they want to hire on talent that already has a full set of books that'll just magically take their business even further. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring on the show today than one of our very own clients inside the High Performance Salon Academy, who I think freaking nails this. Her name is Shelby Bills. She's from Idaho. What is up, Shelby? Hey,
1: hey, hey, you guys. Thank
0: you for having me on. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on, Shelby, because during... Uh, I keep saying lockdown, but lockdown sounds like such a horrible time to talk about, right? It's like that time where we were all put in in uh, salon jail. You remember that, right? It's like, yeah. right? It's like we when during uh, lockdown we we had you on inside the academy, and you know you've been a member inside the academy. How long have you been in the academy with us?
1: Almost a year.
0: Almost a year. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thanks for being in, and uh, you know you have some really incredible processes that we can hopefully just you know chat about and talk about today about how to find incredible talent. And, and I would say you kind of do it differently. You don't just go out there and say, okay, who's a superstar? Let me find you. You actually create your own superstars. Yeah.
1: Yes, we do. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you're in a huge city, like you're in uh, Los Angeles in New York, right? That's the big cities that you're in, right? I'm in Boise, Idaho, (laughs) (laughs) which by the way, Boise is still a big city, but I think people, I think people kind of have this delusion that they're like, well, if I'm not in New York or LA or San Francisco or Miami, like finding talent's really difficult. And a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm in a small town. I'm trying to figure out how to make this work. And you have a completely different philosophy on how to find talent. Yeah.
1: Yes, we do.
0: So talk to me for a second. Like First of all, I have a huge congratulations for you because your salon just celebrated kind of a big milestone. Uh, What was the milestone you guys just celebrated?
1: Yes, we are celebrating 55 years in business.
0: And you look so good for 83. I'm really impressed. Uh, I just want to say like whatever you're using skincare wise, let me know. We'll figure it out.
1: Yes, I I definitely am not the founder. However, I am along um, on this amazing ride in this journey with this company who has been so awesome in our community and been able to be a part of Boise since 1965.
0: Yeah, which is huge. So since 1965, yeah, and obviously you're not 83. I, I would, and I'm not gonna ask what your age is. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but what I would, I would just ask you guys that are watching, if you would love to have a salon that's around for 55 years, would you do me a favor and just say 55 years in the comment section? Because I think that's extraordinary. And then the other thing that I just wanna say is if you want to be able to have a flood of new talent, Coming into your salon, excited to work with you, that wants to be there for a long time. Would you do me a favor and say new talent in the comment section? I just want to make sure you guys like that are watching the podcast, either with us live right now or after the fact in audio, that's fine. You can just yell at your at your phone and say, uh, I need new talent, Jason. That's fine. I, I just I don't recommend you do it around other people, but if you're listening to the podcast privately, feel free to yell at your phone and just talk to Shelby and I like you're really hanging out with us. Um, and Shelby, so what what kind of got you to this stage? Like, did you just start out and this was something because this salon has been around? Or did you develop this process of like getting talent to audition for you? And we'll, we'll talk about the whole process, but how did we get here?
1: Yeah, uh, so during a crisis, right? So um, I restructured the company about five years. Five years ago, we were completely booth rental uh, company for 50 years. And of wow,
0: course- I didn't realize that that was the case. So you were up till five years ago, you were booth rental.
1: Yes, and so I've been with the company for 18 years. I've been an owner for this almost 12 years now. And so about five years ago, um, I started seeing some things just out in the industry that that I wasn't really happy with. And as a booth rental salon, we were doing so much for the independent stylists, and there was really zero appreciation. Um, there was no there was no uh, win win scenario situation. I guess if we'll say. Yeah. And I started doing more research on employee-based, and my heart is really with team. I love teams. I love building teams. I love culture. I love positively impacting people. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily happen in every rental situation. Yeah. Um, working as an independent, and you're kind of building your own column or your own book, and there's not really anything that's happening about the big picture or every human being in the company.
0: Right, yeah, it's very different, right? Is and I think that's I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's like they sometimes have a booth rental environment and they want it to feel like a team. And they're like, I want everybody to work together and I want to provide all this good stuff. And they, they kind of like run even though they have a rental salon because that's what they're set up as. They want to have that team culture and they just don't know how to create it. Yeah.
1: Yes, and I, so I had worked in that environment at that point for you know about ten years or so, and I was spinning my wheels. I'm like, what can we do that's more? How do we do that? We had, to, I mean. For a rental environment, we had a great team scenario. However, at the end of the day, it really came down to the I mean my independent stylist and we were giving everything to them, trying to over accommodate, do things for them that really it just wasn't possible in a rental environment. There's no profit margin for that. There's no growth opportunity for that. And the turnover is high, you know, uh, rental stylists at that point were looking for just the cheapest rent. It right. It's
0: money. like, yeah, it's what, what, where can I make the most money? Because my rent is the cheapest. And it's like, it's just such not, uh, how do I say it? It's just not conducive to really growing a team and growing a salon, yeah?
1: And that and that is where my heart is. And my background is in business marketing and management. So I'm not a licensed stylist, I'm not behind the chair. And I, I just wanted to do something different. And so I started researching um, team-based salons, uh, hourly salons, commission salons. I I started researching every single compensation structure and I just realized that it really comes down to the business has to invest in the people there and the people have to invest in the business for it to truly be a win-win and that was the environment that I wanted to create.
0: Yeah, totally different space, right? It it, is. You know, a, a totally different environment. You're investing in them, they're investing in you and you create this very unique setup, and again, I, I think there's a lot of people that have said that, you know, oh, commission salons are dying, and I, I don't think commission salons are dying. I think that they're, they've become more sought after, they've become more unique, and more people are interested in figuring it out because I think a lot of people are just like, forget it, let's just do the path of least resistance, and the path of least resistance is, well, I'll just turn everybody into renters, but you've gone the other way. You've gone from renters to commission, and one of the things that you do to to help do that, because the, the biggest complaint that I hear, and by the way, if you guys complain about this, do me a favor and say uh, say we do. It's okay if you complain about it. Is that there's a, it's hard to find people that are interested in you know coming on and working because I think the argument Shelby would be, well, look, I you know if I'm already an established stylist and I've got a good book of business, then why should I come and work for a a commission salon that's just going to take advantage of me and take more of my income, take more than 50% of how much I bring in. So what's the point, right? Like I'm just telling you the the common drama that I hear from people in all of our groups, right?
1: Yes. And And so
0: how do you combat that?
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. And so long story short, our academy and our audition process was created out of the restructure and out of a walkout. So I lost nine of my top performing stylists in 12 days. I lost over half a million dollars in client services and never again was I going to be held hostage by someone wanting to leave my business when I had just built their entire book of business. So that's where um, this came from. And the idea of like, why do we only hire when we're in need? Why are we not consistently marketing and promoting all of the amazing things that are happening in our company's constantly, not just when we're in need. And so I changed our entire mindset, uh, how we do our audition process, how we communicate with the cosmetology schools, the level of partnership that we have with them, and also the level of partnership and investment that our team members have in they hire who's gonna be next on our team, not even, I don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, it makes such a huge difference, right? Is all of a sudden, when you've got that capacity or that availability, uh, to have people audition to actually be a part of what it is that you do, totally, totally different setup at that point, point. and it just it just sets people up for a different audition. So, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your audition process and kind of how you set people up more and like, because you have such a crazy not only audition process but then training process is extraordinary.
1: Yes. So it first starts with um, your partnership and your commitment to the schools. I truly believe that we can teach the skill. We cannot teach and coach to attitude and who those people are and their core values. And so we really start at the school because um, like you said earlier, we create our own superstars. We don't have to go out and hire someone who's been doing this for a long, long time. And so our audition process starts in the schools. We go in, we teach classes we regularly regularly meet with their learning leaders we are on zoom calls if they have that we are in the schools at least once a quarter and we have three local cosmetology schools within about 30 miles of us yeah so we are in the schools and we have relationships with the educators we like to hire their advanced students so of course people who are in the top 10 percent of Uh, their cosmetology training if they're at a paul mitchell school they're in a phase two program they already contribute they already give back they already do the extra work we know those are our kind of people that we are going to want to invest in and so it really starts with the relationships that you build with the schools
0: right so tell me about because this is not something that like you just built overnight, right? Like you just built a relationship. So I think so many places are like, well, hey, Shelby, I went to some schools. I I went in one time and said, hand me all your best students. And they said, sure, we'll let you know. I mean, that's not really the game though, right? So talk to me for just a second about like, what does it take to really build a relationship long-term with a school?
1: Absolutely. So we started out just going in and offering our education or, you know, we asked, we kind of pulled the students and pulled the teachers and said, what kind of classes do you guys want? Some of them wanted extension classes. Some of them wanted blow dry, technical, haircutting, foil placement. So what kind of training and we contributed and gave back to the schools probably for about a year before they even started sending us people. They had to develop a relationship and a level of trust with us first. And so you you know you have to give before you can receive. And so we just really started planting a lot of seeds. We wanted to be present. We started attending graduations for some of the people we had just hired, which was so amazing. We maybe That's have, awesome. Yeah, we would have maybe a receptionist who was still in school. And we would then go to her graduation. We would show up with flowers and balloons and they're like, oh my gosh, Greyburn Company is here to support you. And we would see you know, hundreds of students at that time. We attended all their career fairs. We set up booths at their career fairs. If they had a fashion show or if they did something in the school, we would send somebody from our team to represent us there. We nice. send pizza in or donuts or something like that if they're doing test outs or anything exciting. As well and then um, we started asking the schools to send us students for our events so if we had a holiday open house or if we had a fundraiser we were doing or a fashion show that we were doing we would take four to six students and they would get to come and be on our fashion show team or our event team
0: oh I love that that's awesome
1: yeah and they would get to participate with us and really be a part of our team and our culture and kind of see what the inside of working at grayburn company looked like
0: yeah Oh my gosh, I love it. So so I just want to make sure, by, by the way, if you guys are loving what Shelby's talking about, do me a favor and comment, loving it in the chat. Um, and yeah, I just wrote down a couple of things because you said, okay, I just want to make sure I recap for everybody who's listening. So you were teaching at the schools. You were giving them content. You were attending graduations, bringing flowers and balloons, you're going to career fairs, you're attending fashion shows, you're doing donut drops, but not just because you felt like it, like on test out days, big important emotional days for people, right? Then bring in their students for your events at Graver & Company, where you would have them part of your events team. This is all like, guys, this is money. And I just say this because so many people are like, well, I, I don't have a big enough relationship with the schools in my area. And I'm like, well, look at what Shelby's doing for crying out loud. It's like setting them down, bringing them, they're like involving them in the process. And like, you're you're really becoming a part of their entire school family, right? Like you're just involved in everything. And it's it, like, I know it kind of sounds crazy, but it's kind of like, like, when you said all this stuff, like attending graduation, bringing flowers and balloons, it's like, you're a parent. You know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like you're a parent of a student there. You're like, I brought you flowers, I brought you balloons, like I'm celebrating, I'm in the stands, I'm cheering when they when they call your name. They're like Shelby Bills. They're like, wow, that's Shelby. We know Shelby, right? Like it's 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 one of those things where it's like you already they already feel like they're a part of your family. Like that's why I said parent, but they already feel like they're in your family. So why would they not want to go and be a part of the Graeber and Company family in general? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, and that's oh, where good it's those relationships and people have to know you and it's not just once it is consistently on our calendar on our schedules and we don't stop even if i don't get a great student or if i don't get a great new hire this audition process from that particular school i'm not just going to stop we do have a struggle with some of the schools who they don't they're not as like open as some of the other ones are so we still send out emails we still send things there we still ask if their students can come in and support events we don't stop asking just at the no or the closed door so that is something i think that's really important
0: yeah and and do you is there anything that you do on like a an example of uh like you said there's a lot of schools that are in your area i can't remember how many said it was a fair amount how do mm-hmm. you pick and choose do you pick and choose which schools you go to versus which you don't or do you spend more time with the ones that produce more for you
1: yeah, we do. You know, we I'm on the Paul Mitchell Advisory Board. I am. Uh, I know the owner of the Paul Mitchell Schools who owns four within kind of um, our local area. And then as well as the learning leader for their phase two development, her and I have worked on fundraising committees together. We've worked together. She sends us all of her top phase two students. Yeah. And then their placement leader, we invite their placement leader into our audition process, which we haven't even talked about that yet. So yeah, she- we'll get
0: to that. That's coming up.
1: Yeah. So she comes in and she gets to be on our panel and helps facilitate that experience from the student to the salon and that hiring process. So she knows every single thing that we do in our company and they're, you know, we're completely transparent so she can talk about us and she's an advocate for us when we're not even there.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Well, real quick, because you just you teased it and I'm going to come back to it in just a second. Uh, I'm gonna take a uh, like about a one minute break here just to talk about something and then we'll come back and talk about your audition process if you want to hear about Shelby's audition process about literally how she takes any brand new stylist and turns him into a superstar just do me a favor and comment superstar and then we'll take this short quick break but we're not really taking a break it's just me talking Uh, basically coming up and Shelby I don't know if you're gonna be able to join us coming up on October 19th we've got our salon and spa 2020 bounce back event Uh, And that's gonna be for any salon owner. If you're a salon owner and you have a staff of one, which is you, or you've got a staff of 100, you can still join us at our bounce back event Basically, I don't know how else to say it, we're gonna kick 2020 in the teeth and get back to business. We want you guys to really make sure that you have everything you need to know from like, how do you get your staff to wear the mask that you've been trying to get them to wear? How do you make sure you add every dollar of profit? What do you do if all of your guests haven't come back yet? How do you make them feel safe enough to come back into the salon so you can get back to business and make sure the rest of 2020 and 2020 2021, I think that's what I was trying to say, 2021 is absolutely extraordinary. If you want tickets to the Salon and Spa Bounce Back, good news is they're free. However, we are literally about 30 tickets away from selling out at this event. We're still going to be talking about it and we'll have some backup seats. But look, uh, we were maxed out at 500 people and this morning I heard we were at 400 and some odd people. So we're getting pretty close to being sold out. So do me a favor, comment with the word tickets, and we'll get you a uh, a set of tickets for you and a business partner or a spouse to make sure you come to Salon Spa Bounce Back October 19th. Okay, Shelby, I know people want to hear about your audition process, right? Because I think it's world-class. I really do. I've heard about it. I haven't heard very many people who even come close to the audition process you have. Can you talk to me about the whole thing, I mean, you would have to go into like all the details, you can maybe, you know, keep a little secrets uh, inside, but, but can you talk to me about the audition process? What's the intention of it and what does it look like?
1: Yeah, so the intention is to take um, the best of the best who, inter- who apply with us to actually get them to interview with us. And not just any original interview, it is truly an in-depth audition process where they get to experience us completely as a company and as a team and we get to fully experience them within a very short period of time because these are big decisions that need to be made in a really short window of time.
0: Yeah, totally. So so they so to your point, you get to test drive them, they get to test drive you to see if this is going to be a good fit long term cuz you're going to want to have somebody that's not like, "Ah, I worked there for 3 months and I you know, I don't like Uh, Shelby's necklaces that she wears every day. And so I don't want to be here. You want to get that out of the way up front to make sure they're the right fit. You keep them. and You don't have to spend all this time training somebody who's just going to leave. Right.
1: Yes. And we talk about that from day one. We are a career company. We are not here for you to jump around. and, And that is not our intention. We fully invest up front through our scholarships in our advanced training academy. And the audition is the first step. And we only hold about eight to 10 spots for every audition, and we do them two to three times a year. That is it. And so uh, we may have 30 to 40 people who apply, and they send us their resume. They need to send us um, a, a short paragraph about why we should choose them. What are their attributes? What would their friends and family say about them? Um, who are they, and what do they stand for before we even meet them? And right. then. And then we narrow those 30 or 40 candidates down into about 8 to 10 spots uh, for the audition process. And then we only have about three spots open for our training academy out of those 8 to 10 who audition.
0: Wow. So just to to clarify, I just want to follow this. So you get 30 or 40 applicants. Then it gets down to about 8 or 10 spots to apply. But out of those 8 or 10, you're really only placing 3 or 4. Yes. Okay. So how long does this process take From like because you put them through a training regimen, right? Like how long is the training regimen that you do with these eight or ten people that then you select those uh, those three or four?
1: Yes, so we send them a congratulations email. What to expect? They bring in a model, so it is a two-hour window. They bring in a live model to do their blowout. They have a 55-minute segment where they get to bring in their guest and their model that they selected. They uh, do the shampoo service, they do the style session, all the things with the guests, they have 55 minutes or less to complete that. So there are time standards so that we're already talking about time standards from the audition process. And then following their blowout service, their model leaves, and then um, they come over and we do like a little speed dating interview. So all of my team, I will have anywhere from 10 to 12 team members who generally are previous grads from Graeber Academy grads or they're on our leadership team or their education directors, and they will be there and they do a speed dating. So we set everybody up in a line, we go through and we have about 60 seconds to ask the question. And these questions are very intentional to figure out what are their core values, what are their attributes, what are they bringing to the table and why did they choose this industry and why did they choose our business?
0: Wow, so they're so basically they they go through this audition process, these eight to 10. And they go through so not only do they have to do a service perform a service on a model that they find you then time it so there's a time standard that's already in place then you have them literally line up in front of staff previous uh people who've been through this exact same system and you've done it i I have to admit and i'm going to ask this you guys ask other questions of shelby in the chat because we've got a few more minutes on the podcast i want this to all get in is i have to imagine that like you didn't always have you know, 20 or 30 candidates or 20 to 30 applicants who apply. How did you get to that point? Because I think this process is amazing. By the way, I think it's amazing, type amazing. But how did you get to the point where people are now, you have 30 to 40 people? Is that based on your attendance in the school? Do you run ads? Like what do you do to get to the 30, 40 applicants? It
1: truly has been, Led work from the ground up uh, over the last four years since we developed the academy and it is being consistent in the schools it's never taking a break even when you don't want to do it it's part of what you do it's part of our culture and who we are it's um letting people know who we are on a bigger scale it's winning awards that's important we are voted the best salon in boise for the last 12 years we are consistently out in the community we contribute we volunteer we fundraise we give back at every level, every time we are asked. We say yes, we show up. We are at uh, primarily women events. So so I may speak at an event. We may have a booth at an event. We are at the top of mind. If you want to go to the best salon and spot in Boise, Idaho, you are going to come to Grayburn Company or we are gonna be in the top three always.
0: That's amazing. And I think if you had to say, Shelby, for somebody that is trying to figure this out and go, okay, here's me i'm a salon owner i got a staff of three five maybe i'm making this up and i go look i put out a job ad and i get like two or three people to apply and they're never any good and then i meet with them and i'm just i'm just sitting there desperate to get staff to show up and so kind of like if they show up in fog and mirror and they were dressed appropriately i might hire them i know i'm being over dramatic for some of you guys but maybe not if that's re- if that's the truth do me favor and say I- hashtag truth in the comments okay because i think people deal with that What would be the first step you would take if you were starting a brand new salon and you wanted to get to this point where people are lined up and audition? What would be the first thing you would tell them, first one, two, and maybe three things you would tell them?
1: Well, first and foremost, you have to deliver on excellence. So is every single person in your team and on on your team, are they delivering the service at the level of excellence that you want other people to join that and guests are going out and they are your raving fans? So yeah, I so, think-
0: so number one is delivery. Make sure your delivery is world class. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. And then, how are you showing up out in the community? Do you do you volunteer? Are you visible? Um, do you give back? How do people find you? Not even from the client perspective, but also your future professionals and your future team members, and how do they find you? And why would they want to come work for you? So you have to know your point of difference and why you are the best. Or the only place to go, and that they won't get anything what you offer anywhere else. So I think you have to be really clear on your values and what you've the- done.
0: So number one is quality. Make sure your quality is world class. Number two is be present in the community. What would be their number three step if you had to give them a third step?
1: I feel like that was two and three together. So.
0: <laughs> oh, which so- I'm sorry. What was the third one in your mind? You said because you said community and be community. present. Sorry, what was the third one?
1: clear on what you have to offer. What is your- Ah,
0: okay. So let's call it, I'll just call it clarity. And I'm glad I had to get clarity to make sure I confirm clarity. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I like, I was kind of adding that into community, but I think you're totally right. So, okay, so make sure you have high quality, make sure you serve in the community and then get crystal clear about your messaging and have clarity in what you're communicating to that message in the community. And then that will amplify everything that you do and attract more people to the salon, yeah? Yes. Shelby, this has been world-class. you, you have always been one of the classiest people I've ever met. Every time I talk to you, you radiate class in everything that you do, whether it's showing up for a podcast, coming to a destination training, showing up for a call. And I can tell because your attention detail is extraordinary. And I think you guys can probably tell as well. If, uh, if Shelby is extremely classy, do me a favor and say classy <laughs> in the comment section because I think she is. And I also think you are a world-class human, Shelby. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing a little bit of love from the High Performance Salon Academy out to the rest of the world. Is there anything you want to say as we wrap up, Shelby?
1: I just want to say thank you so much. And Jason, everything that you and Doug and the High Performance Salon Academy are doing to elevate our industry is exactly where I am and where I want to be. And I am just so proud to partner with you guys. So thank you very much.
0: Uh, It's our pleasure. And it's exceptional human beings like you that really allow us to look cool. So thanks for making Doug and I look good on a regular basis. I wish it was us, but it's not. It's you guys. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Shelby, for being on with us today. All right, guys, if you want to check out more information about the podcast, check out evorevopodcast.com. Do me a favor, subscribe to our channel. Go on YouTube. We just hit over uh, 1,000 subscribers on YouTube this week, which is a really big deal. Uh, Podcasts are doing really, really well. If you want more information, go check us out online. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Shelby.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at evorevopodcast.com.